0: If you have your Bibles, uh, I would like to turn your attention to the book of Acts, chapter two, and we will read from verse one through verse four. We have prayed, we have fasted, we will hear the word of God, and we will let God do what he does best in this place here today. Would you say amen if you believe that? Praise God. The Bible says Acts chapter two and verse one. If you have it in your Bibles, would you say amen? And those of you that don't, you can cheat with us if it's up there. There you go. <laughs> Praise God. And the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound. Everyone says sound. sound. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as of fire. Would you say, like as of fire? And it set upon each of them, and the Bible says, verse 4, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance one of the most powerful portions of scripture that you will find in the bible and here today for just a moment i would like to title this message this is real this is real if jesus has been a reality in your life would you put your bibles down your devices down and would you just throw your hands towards heaven and would you just thank him for the experience that you've had in God, jesus we feel you here this morning we feel the touch of the master's hands we feel faith oh god we feel the touch of yours in this place we thank you for what you have have done, are doing and will do. Oh God, we commit this time into your hands. I pray that you will touch my mind, my lips of clay, to speak as an oracle of God. I pray, Lord, that you cause our hearts to be open to hear what thus say, the Lord. In this hour, we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor that is due to you and to you alone. In your precious and almighty name, Jesus, we pray. And everyone said amen. Would you clap? Once again, a prostrasia uh, and magnify God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You may be seated. This world that we are living in today, they're looking for something that is real. Everywhere you turn, they're searching for reality. They're searching for something that is real. They're trying everything that they can to find reality in substance, in finance, in psychology, and philosophy, and fame. Whatever they can to feel that need of reality in their life. And they're not able to find that reality. But here today, what we have a hold off is the most real thing that you will ever experience. There is nothing like what we have here today. It is what we read in the book of Acts chapter 2. I tell you what, it was the most staggering move of God ever witnessed by human eyes ever in this world. History has it that next to the resurrection, this event that we just read about in Acts, two ranks as the most important uh, moment uh, in spiritual history. Uh, So here today uh, to grasp uh, before you walk out of here uh, the reality of what we have a hold of uh, and you will see miracles today uh, but here today what I'm talking about uh, is the miracle of all miracles. Uh, If I can explain to you uh, and if I can impart to you uh, the miracle of all miracles uh, that we can see here today, I would like to invite you uh, for just a moment, uh, I want to invite you for just a moment uh, to climb with me uh, the stairs of the upper room uh, in the ancient city of Jerusalem uh, in 33 AD. Uh, For just a moment in your mind, uh, would you journey with me uh, to 33 AD in Jerusalem, uh, where these people uh, were gathered, uh, and when this happened, uh, you see, the city uh, was filled with With tourists from every country in the known world at that time. They came by ship. They came by caravans. They came on foot. They came in families and individually to celebrate one thing and one thing only. They came to celebrate the feast of Pentecost. They came to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. You see, Pentecost means 50th because this feast was held 50 days after the Feast of First Fruits. And when you and I look at the calendar of the Jewish feasts, it can be a picture book of what the work that Jesus Christ has done. It is the work of Jesus Christ. As you look at the feast in the Jewish calendar, you will find an understanding there because when you look at the Passover, the feast of Passover, it's the picture of his death as the Lamb of God. And, And the feast of first fruit is the picture of his resurrection from the dead as the first harvest of God's ultimate harvesting of lives changed by his power. So this feast, the Feast of Pentecost, this feast that we're talking about, this feast carries with its significance for our gathering in the upper room. So imagine with me in this upper room, in this room, 120 are gathered. 120 came together in this upper room. And we know, according to scripture, we know that the apostles are there. We know that the brother of Jesus are there. We know that Mary, the mother of our Lord, is there. We know that the woman who followed our Lord are there. But, but there is more people there than that. But I believe that there are others there, such as Nicodemus who was a Pharisee that met Jesus by night uh, to ask him questions, uh, who Jesus explained about uh, how to enter into the kingdom. Uh, I believe Joseph of Arimathea was there uh, who borrowed his tomb uh, so that Jesus can be buried. Uh, I believe that the blind Bartimaeus was there uh, who cried, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, and Jesus healed uh, his eyes. And I believe uh, the woman caught in the act of adultery was there, who Jesus said, if, if there's no one to accuse you, neither do I. And I believe the man raised at the pool of Bethesda was there also. I believe that people that had nothing in common with one another except for the touch of Jesus on their lives were there, that Jesus had touched them, that Jesus had made a difference in their life. And so 120 gathered in that one room, and the pot of seeds was ready to explode in the wind. You see as they gathered in the upper room, they experienced what I call the granddaddy of all revivals. They experienced the granddaddy of all Christian revivals. We're just imagining that. We, we, we're, we're trying to achieve what they saw on that day. It was the granddaddy of all Christian revivals You. See, see, when the time was right, when the mood was right, when the setting was just right, the power of God. The Bible says that the power of God swept across that room. And I know that the power of God swept across that room and into the lives of these people because of what I read in the word of God what I read in the word of God because the Bible says and suddenly they heard the sound like the blowing of a mighty wind and that sound came from heaven and filled all and the whole house where they were sitting just as we are sitting here today and suddenly there's some something began to rumble and here the Bible does not say hear me very well the Bible does not say that it was a wind it doesn't say that it was a wind it says it was a sound from heaven like a wind a violent wind it was not a wind i repeat it was not a wind but it was a sound from heaven like a wind there are many bible commentators who try to point out that breath or wind is a symbol of the holy spirit and it is and it is it is a symbol because the bible says adam was dust from the from the earth and god breathed into him the breath of life and he became a living soul. Ezekiel saw bones connected in a valley and, 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 and of death. But the wind of the spirit blew life into them. And Jesus taught the spirit through the, the. Jesus taught of the spirit through the analogy of the wind to Nicodemus in John chapter three. We we see that he analyzed that as well. But there was no wind in that house. It was not not a wind it was the sound from heaven like a wind am i messing some of your theology now <laughs> i'm messing some of your theology uh, but if you would uh, analyze this sentence in acts chapter 2 uh, and verse 2 with me uh, the phrase says as of a rushing mighty wind describes what kind of sound came from heaven doesn't it as of a mighty rushing wind or rushing... Mighty wind! It was a sound from heaven that they heard. But what kind of sound did they hear on that day? What kind of sound was it that they heard on that day? I will tell you what I believe they heard. I believe they heard what Adam and Eve heard in the Garden of Eden when they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day in the book of Genesis. I believe that they heard what David heard as he was preparing for battle when he heard the sound of the marching in the top of the bells and trees in 2 Samuel and 5. I believe they heard what Isaiah heard as he received the vision of the heavenly throne room and heard the seraphim chanting holy, holy, holy is the Lord and the Lord and then the sound of their voices as the doorstep trembled and the threshold shook in Isaiah chapter 6. Yes, saints of God, it was a sound from heaven. It was a glorious sound from heaven. I believe they heard what Ezekiel heard when he saw creatures from another world. The sound of their wings was like rushing waters, he said. The sound of the wings of the cherubim would be heard far away in Ezekiel 1 and 24. I'll tell you what I believe. I believe they heard what, what Daniel heard when he had an encounter with, with the Son of Man in Daniel chapter 10 and verse 6. He says the body was so crystallite, so his face like lightning and his eyes like flaming torch his arms and legs like the, the glam burnished bronze and his voice like the sound of the multitude I believe they heard that sound and more so I believe there was a the same sound that John the revelator would hear later on the Isles of Paramos when he saw the resurrected Christ and his voice was like the sound of rushing water in Revelations 1 and 15. I believe it was the same sound that John would hear when he was transported to heaven and heard the sound of the roaring of rushing waters uh, like the loud pearl of thunder in Revelation 14 and 2. I believe they heard a sound. What these people, hear me somebody, uh, what these people heard, was no ordinary sound. What these people heard was no no illusion. It was not some makeup of their imagination. They were not high with something that they began to see and hear things. It was not some illusion and stuff but Acts chapter 2 and verse 6 records that 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 the people came from all over the city because of the sound that they heard. What they heard was what they could not see what they heard for they because they had prayed and cried out to God and I believe with all of my heart I believe the courts of heaven hear me the courts of heaven itself emptied out and marched into that upper room I believe the whole uh, the host of heaven came into that upper room I believe angels with with their wings beating in anticipation and cherubims with their loud cries And seraphims who cried out to God night and day. The army of the Lord of hosts filled that room. And then what happened? The forces of darkness that held back the outpouring were put to flight, and revival and revival was assured. The hosts of heavens came into that upper room. But hear me, somebody best of all, best of all, there was a fresh encounter with the Lord of glory who opened his mouth with the fresh word of power and power was released in that place and the power of the Holy Ghost came into that room they heard the sound from heaven I know that the power of God swept across that room and into the lives of these people because of what I read in the Word of God. Not only, hear me, not only did they hear a sound, but the scripture tells us that they saw a flame. They saw a flame. And again, I beg you, I beg you to carefully read the words of this text, because they we read that they saw what seemed like tongues of fire that separated and came and rested upon each of them. It was so incredible, it was so amazing that the word that words cannot adequately describe what happened. But as it is recorded, and I'm the picture is absolutely stunning in my mind anyway. It's absolutely amazing in my mind. Just for a moment imagine this great ball of fire just comes into the room and then begins as the ball of fire comes into the room and it divides into separate flickers of flame and that flame began to rest upon each of them. That great big fire came into the room and it began to divide into the flickers and it was the same. Hear me somebody, I believe it was the same flame that Moses saw within the bush that burned and yet did not could be consumed. I believe it was the same flame that led the children of Israel by night and rested over the holies of holy in the tabernacle. It was the same flame that poured down in molten power from heaven to consume the sacrifice of Elijah as he stood in opposition to the prophets of Baal. It was that same flame what are you saying what are you saying preacher I believe it was the very presence of the almighty himself came into that room the very presence of God walked into that room and sat upon and came in that room just like it is here today just like it was said here today Jesus is in this place Jesus is in this place I'm saying I'm saying heaven came down into that upper room God himself came down into that upper room he filled that place but then folks hear me but then what happened next is best of all what happened next is absolutely astounding never in history have we heard anything like this before this time in acts chapter 2 and verse 4 the bible says they were all say all. all would you say all, all. and they all were filled they were all filled with the holy ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them the utterance they all were filled with the holy ghost that which they had heard and that which they had seen now came into them what they had heard and what they had seen now came into them. Write this down if you're taking notes. For the first time in history for the first time in history the spirit of the living God filled 120 people at the same time in equal measures. For the first time in history the presence of God came into their lives. That which had previously been on the outside was now on the inside what they had seen on the outside the fire that was on the outside what throughout the Old Testament we see and read you read throughout the Old Testament that the Spirit of God moved and that they were men and women that did extraordinary thing all throughout history all you heard with the Spirit of God moving and they did mighty things but now hear me somebody but now finally 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 The gap between the holy God and a sinful people was complete, and finally, that gap was bridged. That gap was breached. The temple was no longer a building of columns and and porches, but ordinary people became filled with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit. That is, that infilling, that infilling was so complete. God was in such utter control of these people that even their tongues were seized and they, they began to speak uh, in languages they had never learned. Uh, something happened. Uh, I'm trying to convince you uh, if you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, hear me somebody, uh, you have something, uh, you've experienced something so real uh, that there is nothing in this world like it. Uh, and if you haven't experienced this power, uh, if you ex- haven't experienced the Holy Ghost, uh, I'm here to tell you today uh, that today is your day. Uh, Today is your day. Today is your day. Would you worship God? This is the miracle of all miracles. This is the reality that we need to grasp in this hour. Would you worship God one more time and thank him for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Thank him for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's the reality that we need to live in. You see, there was a man, a couple of years ago, pastoring, there was a man that called me one time. His name was Calvin Robinson. Calvin was dying in, uh, in the VA hospital in St. Cloud. And uh, years ago, somebody had given him a verse of scripture and wrote it down, Acts 2.38. And while dying, Calvin read that portion of scripture. And he decided that he uh, wanted to pray, and he said, God, if you heal me, uh, I'm going to obey your word and I will be baptized in your name. And nobody had laid hands on him. Nobody had gone to visit him. But he played a simple prayer to be physically healed of his sickness and disease as he was dying in that VA hospital. And God touched him. God healed him on that deathbed. And he began to make phone calls trying to find a church that baptizes in the name of Jesus uh, that believes in the Acts 2.38 message, uh, and he began to call call, uh, churches around. Uh, He lived in the Elk River area, and he began to call churches, uh, and he called Refuge of Hope, uh, and he got a hold of me, uh, and he said, uh, hey, what's your name? And I told him my name, uh, and he said, does this church uh, baptize according to Acts uh, 2.38? I said, my friend, uh, you've called to the right place. Uh, You've called to the right place. Uh, I said, of course we do. And he said, can I come on Sunday? Because I want to see and I want to believe. He said, not only do do you believe baptism in Jesus' name, but do you baptize in immersion? Do you immerse people in the name of Jesus? I said, of course, sir, we do. And so he came to the church, and he sat right in the back. He's a military guy, and he's suffering from PTSD, and, and he just would not just move tall huge man and, and and he just sat there. The entire service just sat there in the presence of God and, and God had touched him and God had healed him but he had not experienced the miracle of all miracles. You see we will get healing in our body. We can see the blind, see the deaf hear. But what I'm talking about here today is the miracle of all miracles. It's a miracle of all miracles. It will transform your life not just for this moment, for the the rest of your life and you can talk about that reality. You can talk about that story. So Calvin sat there for the first service and second service. The next service he came. He said, you know what? I think I do want to be baptized in Jesus' name. So we took him. We took him to the watery graves and we said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth we we baptized him in Jesus' name and brought him out for the remission of sins. As that man came out of the water uh, he began to speak in other tongues uh, as the Spirit of God gave him uh, the utterance. Uh, he experienced uh, not just the physical healing, uh, but the, the, the healing uh, and the miracle of his soul. Uh, here today, uh, if you will experience this, uh, I'm telling you, uh, you have a story for a lifetime to tell. You'll have a story for a lifetime to tell. Uh, two weeks ago, I was preaching for Brother Jacob Tapia. There was a young lady that was there, uh, and, and uh, she had been baptized in Jesus' name, uh, and God had done some stuff in her life, uh, and she had been coming here. It's a home missions church that that Brother Tapia is starting and uh, working uh, in Minneapolis area, and 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 we began to just uh, just be there. She she's been there for for a little while, uh, but she had not she didn't un- know understand about the holy. Ghost and she did not know if she really was interested in the Holy Ghost and I began to preach and I began to minister and the power of God and the presence of God began to move in that place and when I began to finish and round up I said would you stand to your feet and come to the altar and this lady came and you could tell that she was resistant to whatever I was saying and I'm like oh whatever I have nothing to lose right I'm just going to go and pray for her and we began to pray for this lady and then she began to raise her hands towards heaven and tears began to stream down. I knew God has got her. God had got her and the presence of God was on her and the presence of God began to move in that place and suddenly we heard her begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God was giving the utterance. And I can t- go on story after story here today. I'm a living witness of, of the healing physically. God healed me physically. But one day I walked up that altar. And I tell you what, I raised my hands. And God filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I tell you what baptism of the Holy Ghost does. It gives you power to live above sin. It gives you power to live above the world. It gives you power that you will transform you from inside. Out, You don't need anything else. But I'm telling you today, if, the, if you get the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, you'll go bananas here today. You'll go crazy because there's, there's nothing in this world like it. And I can stand here today and describe what happened there in, in many ways on that day. I can describe the three symbols that we we the, the audible symbol of the wind, uh, the visible symbol of the fire, the the linguistic symbol of the tongues in Acts two uh, one through four. I can I can we can focus on the place. We can focus uh, on the on the and dissect the meaning uh, of the festivals today. Uh, but but what what the way that I like to think of uh, it was was uh, is that, uh, that 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 something happened uh, and that day what happened was uh, Pentecost happen to those people and that's exactly what we need here today. We need Pentecost to happen in our life and I have come believing here today. I'm believing for God for for nothing less than to hear the sound of heaven's army marching into this very room. I've come believing God for nothing less than the purifying powerful flame of the spirit to rest upon every believer here today, I've come believing for nothing less than a stirred up, prayed up, lifting up people who are far from God to come into his presence and and be mesmerized by the presence of God. That God will no longer hear me, somebody. Uh, that God will no longer be some remote entity uh, standing here somewhere in the heavens, uh, but that He uh, will become someone that will dwell in you here today that the, the God will dwell in you that when you walk out of here you realize that God is in you you see that church that church the first church would explode like the church in the book of Acts that this church would explode like the book of Acts church that as people come from every corner of this city to see what is going on let there be sound let there be a sound that they hear that something's happening at River of Life, that the people of River of Life, something's happening. I pray that God would set this church on fire and that people will come to watch it burn. It's my prayer that we will be so set on fire that people will come to watch us burn. And I know that when you read that portion of scripture and you read the whole through Acts two, you see, and I know that there were different reactions in that chapter in verse six. it tells us that some were confused to what they had seen, that they, they did not understand. Verse 7 tells us some were amazed, and verse 12 through 14 tells us that, that some were just curious and some mocked. But 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 before that day was over, before that day was over, nobody could deny the reality of what had happened. No one could deny that this was real, that what they were were seeing what they were hearing, what they were experiencing was the real deal. And in verse 41, the Bible tells us that before the morning was finished, before the morning was finished, that 3,000 men and women were saved that day. That's what happens when we carry the reality of Jesus in our life. That when people see that this is real, this is real, my friend. That Evan, Evan is a young man, that you cannot take away the experience. You cannot take away our experience here today because it's the reality of our life. You see, the story of the church in the rest of the book of Acts is one of growth, it's one of expansion. It's one of miracles. It's one of victorious battles. It's one of excitement and vitality. It's no dead, dull, boring. It's something that they experience and they could not contain it. Let heaven come down and we won't have a stale aired atmosphere in church. It will not be stale if we be filled and if we live in this reality, I tell you what, we We won't have written out prayers. Uh, Imagine that uh, in the upper room. Uh, We will have uh, something that's burning inside of us. Uh, It will be like fire shut in our bones. Uh, We will have holiness of lifestyle. Uh, We will have sinners crying out to God. Uh, We will have blessings. We will have uh, oppositions from the world. Uh, We will have the miraculous. Uh, The miraculous will follow. Uh, We will not have to go seeking uh, for the miraculous. Uh, The Bible says uh, he that believes uh, the sign." wonders, and miracles. will follow them that believe. If we just set ablaze the spirit that is inside of us, you will have prayer meetings that will lift you up to the glory world. You will have people concerned about each other's needs like never before. I'm telling you, the reality that I'm talking about takes care of everything. What a meeting they had. What a meeting they had, it changed their lives and the course of history forever. Would't you? Would't you like to have a meeting like that? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to be part of a meeting like that that when you come out uh, there is fire flickering uh, over your head. Uh, People don't know what has has happened. Uh, You see if the church is baptized, uh, has been baptized in the Holy Ghost uh, there truly, uh, there surely has to be an evidence uh, of that Holy Ghost effort uh, in their lives. Uh, And as I saw those young people just walking through uh, my heart leaped uh, with joy. Uh, My heart leaped with excitement uh, because we see uh, the reality uh, of what the Holy Ghost can do uh, in the lives of the people. Uh, If the Holy Ghost has been real in your life, uh, would you just stand to your feet for just a moment? Uh, Would you just thank God for what he has done in your life? Uh, He's been real. Uh, I just have a feeling uh, that if you would look at the book of Acts uh, here today, let your voice out for just a moment. Uh, Let your voice out just a moment. Uh, Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Would you add a tale to that? Would you add your voice to that? I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is in this house. The Holy Ghost is in this house. If he has been real, if this is real in your life, if you've been transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost, I want you to wave both your hands and begin to just worship him. Both hands, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. For just a moment. Uh, Hallelujah. Ha Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, Hallelujah. 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 You. Ah. You. you see, you see, they were glowing with a fervent heat, fresh from the furnace of Pentecost. They were illuminated with the bright light, a luminous from the risen Christ. It was shining from them for what Jesus had done in their life. They were impelled and propelled by the mighty force and the magnificent, masterful, mighty moving of the Holy Ghost that is present in this house here today. We feel the unction of the Holy Ghost. You see, they were consumed by a mandate to preach the gospel and to be witnesses to the uttermost parts of this earth. I believe here today as you stand and as as worship team comes, I believe that we have the same experience in this house.